Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, as we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. Okay, guys, coming in with a new episode, Six Pack Discussions. I like to say that every time, don't I? <laughs> I love it. I know, right? It just feels like like a radio broadcast or something. So today, we are uh, talking about virtual signaling, which is, I guess, not really a, um, I don't know if it's like a political concept. I don't know if it's like a society concept. It's it's kind of a, um, it's just like a, I'd say it's a society. Society, concept. yeah, yeah concept. Okay. So it's just a concept that's become mainstream, I would say, in the last five to eight years. Think of it as like cancel culture, virtual signaling. There's a lot of different kind of things that have become kind of commonplace during interactions with each other. And this is just kind of a weird one. And we're going to talk about kind of the ins and outs of it. Um, you know, is it actually, does it work? Or does it possibly actually maybe make you sound like you, I don't know the right word, just doesn't, it doesn't make it sound almost like you don't care as much. I don't know. So it's almost disingenuous caring. Yeah, that's what I got when I was researching this. So you get the definition? Because the uh, definition well, is so funny. And I have the Urban Dictionary definition, just because okay. I was laughing my ass off. So uh, the Urban, Dif- Urban Dictionary definition, one of them at least, right, guys, is to take a conspicuous but essentially useless action, uh, ostensip- ostensibly to support a good cause, but actually to show off how much a moral... How much more poor you are than everybody else? Example, Fred, I see George has changed his profile picture to show his support for refugees. Barbara, has he actually donated money or time? Is he giving English lessons? Is he making room and available at his house? Fred, no, no, no. He's just virtue signaling. Yeah, it's one of those. It's that, a, that's why I say it's disingenuous. Yeah, character. it's baseless. It's, it's like, hey, I want, to, I want to gain brownie points. I kind of look at it as I want to gain brownie points with my peers without actually having to put in any effort. So, you know, it's, and this is horrible. I mean, no offense to anyone, but you know what I equate this to? What? Do you have those friends, or maybe you not personally, but you know of those friends that the couple, the girl, whatever, grabs like Lillian or Maverick, has a couple pictures taken, and then gives them back to, to you and Anna or, or someone else, and then they will post that picture with them with the baby. Yeah, but dude, my brother Cole loves doing this. I think it's hilarious. You know what's funny? It's like, hold on, wait. Do, do you actually love Lillian and Maverick, or do you just <laughs> love the idea that your social media clan knows my, that you love? My bro Cole, every time I guess we'll around, find out if Cole listens. I know, my bro Cole, right? Guys, just so you know, he's uh, out of, uh, I got two brother brothers, so there's three of us. Um, I'm married. My youngest brother just received, just got married. My middle shout brother. Out, shout out Chance, congrats. Shout out, yeah, yeah, nice job Chance, congrats buddy. You and Kylie. She got a great one, yeah. Yeah, um, hey Kylie, I still have your social security card at my house. Ooh, Kylie. Yeah, Kylie Willis. I know your kinda middle cool. name too, yeah. Uh, I know the middle name, that's kind of neat. But um, my middle brother, Cole, right? To kind of, you know, give, you, give him a shout out, I guess unfortunately kind of in a bad and good way. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to figure out the good way now. Well, he, 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 um, when it, you know, he does, of course, like hanging out with Maverick and Lillian, uh, my kids, but, um, he makes sure 
that at family events, he gets a, a nice little, you know, Instagram shot with him. I, I think it might be for attracting a certain group of people, um, specifically uh, women uh, that may have a little bit of a, um, maybe a, what's that called when you kind of like baby, kind of like think, oh, maybe, maybe I could have a baby kind of yeah. thing. Whatever that, yeah. you know, there's like an attraction towards young children that, you know, usually women have. And uh, I think he's like, hey, I might as well get some, you know, some bachelor points here. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Yeah. yeah. But he uses that. I, I, I Don't worry, me and Anna make fun of him every time we're like, oh, that's going on the gram, right? He's like, you know, it helps out with the cred with the ladies. <laughs> it shows that I'm a caring individual. I was like, oh, okay, buddy. So that. so anyways, I'm seeing it's in fun, right? I'm yeah. seeing this in fun, yeah. of course. And that's that's a funny thing because that's my brother using my children as to kind of virtual signal a little bit, like he cares more. Now, of course he does, because I yeah. can see that. But um, that's that's like low level. There are some extremes to virtual signaling. And so, dude, we didn't even introduce a beer, though. Oh. That was our introductory oh. right there. Shoot. Do okay. some beer introduction. Yeah, man, so this is uh, Tiki Time. Let's see, who makes this? California Brewing Company. Oh, we've actually had a couple California Brewing Company. Yeah. We? We yeah, have. I feel like that as of recent. So, yeah, Tiki Time. Um this is their tropical wheat. We'll give it a little bit of a couple more minutes here. We'll, we'll get down to our first and we'll introduce it and, you know, kind of articulate the the fun little stories and yeah, the ins and outs. Yeah. So um, I actually have a, a kind of a real world example of a time that I didn't virtue signal, I guess. And I almost started calling into question, I guess, my own actions. Oh, kind of weird. So I think, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know why I didn't think about sharing this story to actually get my dates right here, but I believe this was last year or year before last. Do you remember when it was really popular to post that black square? Oh, yes. On Instagram. Oh, yes. Right. Um, I, yes, I, I have an Instagram, but I don't think I posted, I, I bet I haven't posted in like three years. Did, did you post a black square? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. So anyways, um, at the, the following days after, you know, the infamous black square posting days or day, there was, there was political outrage. You know, uh, of course, there were certain groups that saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't post that. And there were other people that were saying like, oh, of course I posted it. Why wouldn't you know, like, you know, just do your part, you know, bring, bring light to this anti-racism and everything. And I was like, shit. And, you know, people were becoming really passionate. Like people were getting really worked up yeah. over their non-African-American friends that didn't post a black square. So one of my groomsmen, um, I wasn't married at this time, uh, but one of my groomsmen happens to be a, a black man. Um, his name's Steven. Anyways, I, I shot him a text a week after this this whole Tuesday or whatever the hell it was. Shot him a text. I was like, hey, man, do you have a few minutes? So like, yeah, what's up? I was like, I, I probably need an hour on the phone, but I want to actually... Hash it I, out. I want to talk to you. Yeah. And uh, he goes, yeah, man, yeah. So probably called them at, uh, each other after work that day, and we turned an hour conversation, probably like two, two and a half hours. You had, then, a, you had a six-pack discussion, essentially. Exactly. If you think about it. And so, of course, we did our... I haven't talked to him in, in a couple of weeks prior to that. So we, you know, talked it up a little bit and, you know, caught up and everything. Hey, so, so what's up, man? Because like, it's just weird for guys yeah. to say, hey, man, you have a minute. Like, that's just not guy... That's at least not me, and I don't no. think that's you thing to do. Like, guys don't talk on, on the phone. 
No. So he's like, what's up, Jared? I want, I want to talk to you about, uh, about Instagram. He goes, are you calling me about the fucking black square? I said, yep. <laughs> I need to see if I'm in the wrong or right. That makes sense. And I was like, because there were, there were people, not in my friend group, but uh, buddies that I know. Yeah, that were. In various group chats yeah. that I'm in with fantasy football leagues. Like, it was a, a polarizing topic. Yeah. No, and it got aggressive. And, and there's a lot of actors and actresses that were okay. calling each oh, other yeah. out over Twitter and stuff and saying, I cannot believe you have not done this yet. Oh, yeah. So I see where you're coming from. So go ahead and finish. And, and I usually don't solicit, I guess... That's not true. I, I do solicit opinions whenever, of course, you know, Sumter and, and you and, you know, my other close friends that I, I truly do give a shit about their opinion. But I'm usually very confident in my opinions. Like, hey, I think the way I do because of X. But because this whole black square thing, I shit you not going to. I was actually, I was like, man, like, do I just look like a son of a bitch because I didn't post a black square? Yeah. It's funny. So I, I flat out asked Sump. And uh, he goes, Jared, how long have we been friends? I was like, ah, 10 years. And he goes, we were roommates for two of them, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. He goes, do you think, I think you don't like black people? He goes, I'm, I'm literally in your wedding. <laughs> like, he goes, yeah. I, I think we're pretty cool. I was like, okay, okay. But, but outside of you, but why am I being perceived as bad? And he goes, Jared, good, bad, or indifferent, this is just the world we live in right now. Yeah, People think that they're making a change people think that they're being anti-racist not by actually reaching out and like you and i are having a real conversation and i'm giving you real world stories and i'm telling you what's bullshit and what's real yeah in my in my truth at least in my knowledge he goes because people aren't having these uncomfortable com- this is because you and i are pretty good friends and this is pretty uncomfortable to talk yeah he goes that's what i care about he goes not what your fucking instagram looks like and I, it was it was such a positive enforcement i was like see that, and that's actually what the, the basis of this episode is, or, or at least, you know, this podcast. 100%. Right? Is people aren't having the difficult conversations. It's more, it's easier for a white person to wear a BLM t-shirt than to actually try to make a difference. I mean, you, go donate their time in a, uh, in maybe let's say a 70% predominant black neighborhood yeah. and go pick up Serve trash, yeah. go help maybe help the, the homeless population, go, you know, donate, you know, maybe toys for Christmas, whatever it is. Cause every neighborhood doesn't matter if it's a black, white, Mexican, Asian, they all have their own needs. So if you do care about the, that situation going on in a certain type of community, Go help out in that specific hey, community. Hey, guys, I, w- I want to make my stance. I don't want to speak for you, Cody. Because I'm all for supporting underserved. Yeah. I'm all for supporting the, 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 the less fortunate. I'm all about it. I just want genuine actions. I don't want you to judge me because of what my Instagram does or does not look like. I don't yeah. want you to judge me about how, what kind of t-shirt I wear. Yeah, it kind of sucks. And that's one of the things that when I was doing the research with the virtue signaling, overall, um, there seemed to be kind of, I'm going to say, some negative connotations to it because oh I saw mainly all negative yeah. connotations associated um, right and in and just give some examples what virtual signaling can be because you gave the one of course right yeah. uh, a social very media personal, post yeah very personal which I love that you did that because I have one too that I wanted to share oh I I don't know the story yeah I, I think you might okay connect with it because I kind of referenced it once so um. Give you some examples, you know, because maybe you've never heard of virtual signaling or maybe you've never kind of, maybe it's never affected you that you think of. So here's three. 
Uh, a person sharing a status on social media in support of an environmental cause or a specific movement to Jared's point, right? A black uh, a square or whatever it could be. And really the idea there is that you want to show others that you care about the cause and that you're a good person. That's that's would normally be what virtual signaling is. Yep. Uh, a person wearing a shirt, you mentioned BLM, mm-hmm. right? Black Lives Matter. Showing that they donated money to some cause because they want others to think that they are charitable. So a lot of times when you buy a shirt, usually a, a portion of the proceeds go towards that cause, right? In most cases. So you're kind of alluding to everybody around you that says, oh, wow, that person has some brownie points in my book. Like I'm going to treat this person maybe a little bit differently because I know that. I'm going to give you one more. Uh, give me one more. And okay. I, I would like to ask a clarifying question. Yeah. On, on number two. So okay. go ahead. A company that says that they'll change uh, an issue in their terms and ser- service following a public controversy. So a lot of times companies will come out and say, oh, we're going to go ahead and alter how we do business. You've probably heard of the famous, um, what's the ice cream guys? Ben and Jerry's, who said that they're going to stop selling ice cream in Israel due to the Palestinian treatment uh, by Israel. Uh, is- is- Israel, I guess, yeah. And so you hear a lot of times that, um, you know, sometimes companies, especially during like Pride Month, uh, during certain global or national challenges, uh, that they'll go ahead and make amends for their wrongs over time. So those are three. Uh, Jared, so the t-shirt donating money, what do you got? So uh, a a tragic event happened uh, around this time last year. Um, where that Michigan high school football player, oh yeah, he took out the active shooter and unfortunately cost him his own life. Yep. My Christmas present to me, yeah, to you and to our other buddy Johnny and to my wife. I put it in her stocking. I put it in my own stocking. Actually, was uh, Barstool Sports. Um, they created a T-shirt. Yeah, and it was Tate Myers, essentially high school football T-shirt with his little um, kind of emblem on there, the, the the ribbon. Yeah, is that virtue signaling? I I'm essentially wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. I think trying to bring attention bit. to the scholarship fund. Yeah. I mean, truly I didn't do shit. I, I mean, I told people about the t-shirt and I, was, I told them that, Hey, the, the proceeds of this goes towards the scholarship fund. Yeah. So I think it's virtual. I mean, is that virtual signal? I think it's virtual signaling a little bit. Um, but I, I would think so. It's also supporting a cause with dollars. So I think virtual signaling at least in the negative context, like there are positive ways to virtual signal. Agreed. Right? There are ways to get the name out, the cause. Like, for example, <clears throat> this last week, we've been donating uh, food to uh, United Food Bank, okay. right, for Phoenix. So at the office, they've had a bunch of boxes. They're pretty much empty, right, at this point. No one's donated food. Today's the cutoff day. So for the last week, I went around and put a box in every department and said, hey, guys, um, it doesn't sound like, you know, we're getting a lot of food here. So every department... Let's make sure that each individual in each department, five to six cans of food. So I'm kind of like representing the food bank at that point. I'm kind of pushing it on people. Let's just say putting a little bit of responsibility on individuals instead of trying to make it a, because you know what happens. If you get 20 people and you ask them to do something, everybody kind of does the bystander effect, right? Where everybody thinks the next person is going to do it. Oh, my neighbor will fill those boxes, right? I have my own problems. My neighbor doesn't, right? Everyone kind of assumes everyone's going to help. Um, and so I, I made sure that we had 
boxes filled, right? I, I filled the whole box myself, the whole sales team, they filled the box as well. Marketing has their own box. So I tried to get kind of everybody on board. We of course got way more food now donated because we have individual responsibility. Yep. And so there is, that's virtue signal. I'm not stating that I'm like, you know, I wasn't trying to say that I'm a United, United food bank, uh, you know, advocate or anything like that, but I was just trying to get the people to participate. Yeah. And so in some cases, virtue signaling can also be good as long as you are also doing something to contribute. So like your t-shirt, your virtue signaling when you wear that a little bit, like, hey, I care about this event, but I'm also caring that I think that self-responsibility and self-sacrifice is a good virtue to have. I don't think many people are going to argue. You're essentially saying Tate Myers mm-hmm. put himself right in harm's way. I don't think many people would say that's not a good virtue to have. Like I'm going to hopefully save many others from dying by sacrificing myself. Um, I don't think anyone's going to argue that's a good virtue to have. So that's why I'm saying virtue signaling can have a good thing because we're essentially advocating for a good virtue. We're saying, hey, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. It's a, a scholarship fund, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there are there are good and bad virtue, but I would say it is virtue signaling. Would you not agree? Uh, no, I would. Okay. I would. It was just, it's funny. I mean, I didn't know, again, I didn't know I was going to make this point here. I didn't know I was virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll I, you, it's one of my favorite t-shirts to wear. I yeah. love, I love, you know, kind of preaching a story. I love encourage. I, I probably encourage another five people to buy that shirt because I think it's so cool. And you always, you always notice when I wear it, you're yeah. like, oh dude, you're wearing my, I like, love it. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's not only a cool shirt. It just looks like a, you know, a cool high school football shirt. Yeah. But it starts a conversation because it's, it's a, it's a very random shirt. I'm not from Michigan. Exactly. Right. Um, so my story, right? I'll give you my kind of story about virtue. It's very different than the black square with uh, Stephen. So uh, a gal at work was mentioning that I think it was Black Business Month or 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 something like that. I remember about maybe two years ago, there was a month where people said, "Hey, go." give more business to a black business, a black owned business or a minority owned business. I was in this conversation. Oh, okay. You okay. remember? I, I don't. It was the three of us. Okay. Um, that's why I thought you were part of it, but okay. you, yeah. So during that conversation, I said, well, <clears throat> one thing that's challenging for me is, hey, I give business to whoever provides the best product, right? Better service, better product, better, better delivery, price, yeah. better price. It really, it comes down to me is that if you are better, I'm going to provide you with the funds. Independent of race, religion, sex. Yeah, I'm not going to base my purchasing decisions on individual attributes, right? It just doesn't seem right to me. Like, oh, I'm only going to give you money if you're Jewish. That seems odd to me. I'm only going to give you money if you, you know, are you know, black, or if you're white, or if you're Asian. seems very odd to me. I give you money if your beer tastes good. Yep. Good beer, it doesn't make me sick, it comes packaged conveniently. Those are all things that I would say, okay, I'll buy your beer again. I could care less about who made it. I could care less about anything about that person. That's kind of how I look at things. And unfortunately, somebody said, well, that's not what the the flavor of the month is right now. 
And I say flavor of the month because we kind of go through every month has kind of their own, you know, we have uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. We have Native American Month. That month was Black um, Business Month. I think that was not normal. I think it was kind of a one-off type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, you know what, guys? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't think I can do that. But, but real quick, you know what? Maybe there's a cool business that I've never heard of that I should go check out. Where did you purchase recently from a black business owner? And they said, oh, sorry, there are no black businesses in the area that I live. Mm-hmm. So I can't do it. And I was like, oh, so you were just promoting and, and almost advocating for me to do it, but you haven't done it yourself. And that's where virtue signaling, I think, fails. That That is what I say is bad virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. You're essentially stating your virtues. <clears throat> you're, you're, you're being very vocal about it and almost condescendingly stating it that I'm in the wrong yet you haven't done anything to even back up your virtues in the first place. You're disingenuously caring. Bingo. You're caring when it's convenient. You're almost trying to get other people to care about the cause more than you care about it. Like, I was trying to get convinced to go spend money somewhere. Well said. Right? But you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And that seems, like, disingenuous. I got the stories mixed up. I misspoke. I was not a part of that conversation. You told me about it. I thought you were talking about the bakery conversation. That's a different one. Very similar. similar that's why I thought. Yeah. yeah different one. Because I was with a different person. Different person. Yeah. So um, that was my own personal story. Um, let me see if I want to pull up a couple things. Hmm. We did. Oh, you think I haven't yet. So give us, uh, what, two more minutes here. Or we'll talk about our next beer. Here's one that I never even thought about. And I think this is going to kind of ring to everybody. Do you remember the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? Yep. I did it. Everybody on YouTube. You did it. There we go. Perfect. Did you donate any money to ALS? Yes. <gasps> oh. You got to understand, though. My grandfather died of ALS. Okay. So you took it to heart. Yeah. You said it. Now, how many people do you think did the Ice Bucket Challenge and did not donate to it? Mm-hmm. Do you have the actual statistic? No, oh, but let's okay. just, let's just got I, I would probably say 75%. I say three out of four people did. Me too. I, I would say the exact same thing. I was thinking one out of maybe five, maybe one out of four okay. would be donating. Clearly, I have one right here sitting next to me. I never participated in it, I don't believe. Um, I thought it would be cool to do, but I never did it. Um, but I knew plenty of people that did, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact they did not donate. So... That's kind of, which is weird. That was about almost 10 years ago now. Was it really? 2013, I think. So 2013. Wow. That is kind of the origin for a lot of these um, virtue signaling social media crazes. Do this. Look like you're doing something good. I mean, and- it's no different than whenever companies change their logos. We're going to get into that. Oh, I, okay. I'll touch it. I, We're going to get into a second, buddy. Well, I like that. I, I finally got to, because they actually don't know what I'm about to say. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, But I like the ALS one. I think this is a great example because it was one of the first ones that I think went, what I would say, mainstream. Dude, everyone was doing that. Bingo. So you donated some money to it. Not only does it make you feel good, but it was also kind of a cool thing. It probably brought a lot of eyes to what ALS is, which is like a muscle degenerative. Disease, yeah. yeah, Lou Gehrig's disease. So it brought a lot, of, a lot of eyes to it. But do eyes matter? 
or do dollars matter? Yeah, dollars, actions. Bingo. Yeah. Right? Maybe, maybe a couple of uh, uh, PhDs doing more research on it all of a sudden. Maybe more grant money gets more allocated towards Bingo. the research of it. Bingo. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't even talk about this, but it's weird because I never thought about it. What is a virtue? When you say virtue signaling, what is a virtue? I... I mean, I guess it's kind of important that we define that. I mean, if we're going right? to condemn these people and ourselves for... For, for doing wrongs. Yeah. But what is a virtue? Because it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of the basis. And, I, you know, it's one of those weird words that I don't think a lot of people think of when they want to define it. So a virtue is really just an agreement among members of any group about what is important, valuable, or what group members can expect from each, group members can expect from each other in general. It's interesting, right? So cultural relativism. Kind of, yeah. So virtues will differ between cultures, of course, mm -hmm. between religions, between groups of people. So, you know, just for example, me and Jared have known each other for a, a good amount of time, probably mo more than most people. Dude, this 20 year is years. 21 years. Yeah. So we've been friends since we were 10. So we probably share a lot of similar virtues just because we've been around each other for a while. We're in the same group, you could say, right? Tribe, group, whatever it may be. Most probably family members, right? Your, your wife, your husband, your children are going to share very, very similar virtues. Essentially, it's kind of an extension of your character to a group of people. If you think about that, like, hey, if you if someone were to say, oh, you know, Jared is a loyal, honest individual. Okay. Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Just, just kind of put this in, in a little bit more um, applicable terms. I believe it's Simon Sinek. I, I can't remember. It's I believe it's Simon Sinek. He said, you are a product of the people, that, the five people that you spend the most time with. That makes sense. Yeah. And you probably share the same virtues with those five people. Yes. Right? So virtues are kind of a weird, it's a weird word. Not a lot of people actually kind of think of, what are my virtues? What, what are they actually? Most likely they're things that you care about, not because you personally care about it, but because your, your inner circle kind of cares about it together. So it's different than individual character. It's kind of like the next level. Like everyone has their individual character. The next level up is virtues, which is what, hey, if I do this, I'll gain respect within my peer group. Now, here's a weird part of that. Members of a group that believe that it's important or what group members can expect. The key word there that I'm trying to highlight is group. What group do you think you are part of if you are part of the people that posted the black square? People that said that they're going to buy from a certain business owner. Um, are you really part of a group? Or is it a bunch of random people? Well, <clears throat> I think you can make a reasonable argument that the group forms by doing the act or talking about doing the act. I, I think I'm not, I'm not proud of the argument, but I think it's a reasonable one. Maybe, but I feel like it's such a thin virtue. Like I think- Oh, uh, like again, okay. I'm not saying okay. that's ironclad, yeah. but I think you can make a reasonable argument that had I posted that black square or had I talked about supporting that black owned business, I would be a part of that group. Yeah, no, I think you're part of a group, but are you really a group if you share only one virtue for a short period of time? 
and and actually don't have any tangible effect to that. So I think you just said a beautiful word with tangible. I was going to say actionable. Um, So one thing that I hold close near and dear to my group, if you will, my five most common people is, is, you know, this world, look, you can, and the media does a fantastic job of identifying as whether it's conservative, liberal, Democrats, Republicans, uh, rich, poor, upper 1%, bottom 99%, and all these, all these various groups that they try to label you in. In my opinion, though, I feel like there's, there's talkers and there's doers. Mm, yeah. And so me, I, I, I feel more than confident in my five most people that I spend the most amount of time with, there's doers. No, yeah, definitely. No, I, I, I put so much emphasis on people that want to do stuff. You're right. I, I put a lot of emphasis on, on like, um, I get upset when people think that things are un, un, undoable, which is kind of weird. It's actually one of my weaknesses. So you're right. That's a, I don't know if you're, I'm included in that group there, but that's one of the things that I get actually really upset when someone say, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, says, any, who? says why? Says anything who? nowadays is pretty much doable as long as you want to do it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I want to, you know, I, w- I would love to, you know, um, let's say, uh, learn how to make a, a, a small model size rocket. Fucking YouTube that. I bet you there's a thousand channels that are all about <clears throat> rocket propulsion there, today. I have yet to come across, whether it's professional, personal, whether it's our podcast, I want to find out how much are you willing to Google? It's actually kind of funny. Exactly. So uh, I, I just recently uh, had two new hires that started on Monday. And I had my little touch base with them Monday afternoon, uh, right before we left. And I said, guys, I'm intentionally leaving holes in your training plan. Because mm. I was like, I want you to be in the deep end. I want you to be uncomfortable. This is not an easy job. And part of me in this evaluation process is figuring out how you're going to figure stuff out. There's a weird word that we don't use enough, resourcefulness. How resourceful are you? Because it, I would say 100 years ago, 200 years ago for sure, there's no such thing as, as being able to learn at the access level that we have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Google, what, 2003, 2004? Absolutely changed how resourceful people can become. Before you had to find a library... Okay. Do you have access to the library? Because some people didn't have access to libraries back in the day. Shit. Okay. Um, do you have access to a library with that very specific book before the printing press was invented? Because there was only one book with that information. Holy shit. Hey, do you have access to civilization? You see how like it goes downstream real fast. We are at a point in time where resourcefulness is is almost an expected trait, to your point. Mm-hmm. It's expected. You mm-hmm. hire people and you're like... Uh, I'm not going to show you how to do basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, dude, beer time. Yep. Beer time. All right, guys. Uh, so as I stated earlier, this is California Brewing Company's Tiki Time. It is a tropical wheat with passion fruit, orange, and guava. A little 6.5% beer here. Uh, let's see. Is there any fun story? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I thought there was a fun story. <laughs> That's just the uh, government warning. Shout out if you're pregnant. Don't drink this. Um, I got the fun story right here, buddy. Oh, it's on the it's on the box. All right. You ready for this? Hit me with it. Okay, Cali Craft Brewing Co. A refreshing blend of passion fruit, orange, and guava, or what the locals call POG. P-O-G. That's a dumb name. 
Fruit aromas burst from the can, immediately transporting you to somewhere warm, where the thoughts of deadlines and work meetings simply wash away <laughs> in the surf. That's so Cali. Tropical, crushable, and packs a punch at 6.5%. It's a vacation in a glass, or what we call a can here at Six Pack Discussions. Hawaiian shirts are not included. Walnut mm. Creek, California. Tiki time. Honestly, it's a uh, one of the more kind of intricate packages here. We have kind of a Hawaiian, I would say, esque. It's got uh, birds of paradise, uh, hibiscus flowers, lilies. Um, you got that cali bear, though. Oh yeah, um, cool picture. What, what are you thinking here on the radio? I think this is solid. Um, pretty fruity. flavor, pretty flavorful wheat. Um, you know, all these little fruits and shit that they are talking about that they want you to pick up. No problem. You're getting it. No, no problem picking it up. I'm going to go with a solid. I'm going with a solid three, eight. I think Ooh. this is a great beer. Wow. Yeah. Solid plus. Okay. I'm going three, five, three, five, uh, three, five. I okay. think it's a good beer. Uh, order it like again. It. It's drinkable. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those, like, I'll try one kind of beers to me. Like, oh, I'll try it out. I don't know if I'll, I'll order, like, it would be my initial order if I got recommended it, and then I'd probably switch it up afterwards. Mm. It's one of those beers for me. That's why I'm saying three, five. Like, it's tasteful, but I don't know if I want more than one, if that makes sense. I, yeah, I think I can get there. I would, I personally would reserve that for your nasty-ass porters and stouts, but... <laughs> yeah, I can get there. <laughs> okay, dude. So um, instead of doing pros and cons with this, because honestly, we already kind of talked about like <laughs> through personal stories. Yeah, cons. exactly. It's not like perfect. Um, and maybe at some point it would be nice um, to talk about the Jewish bakery story. So yep. maybe we can, if we have a little bit of time, I would love to kind of do that one. But I want to go through some examples. I, still, I don't know if that was virtue signaling. Is just flat out racism still? <laughs> I think so too, to be honest. Um, but it's funny because a coworker. Well, let's talk I think about she's a second. A, I think she's a listener too. <laughs> I know. So we'll talk about it here in a funny story. But what I want to do is instead of giving some personal stories, let's talk about like some like national like virtue signal. Thick things that every single person um, could connect to. So. Have you guys heard about, this is interesting, where they took, this is in 2019, the Vermont College of Fine Arts, right? Not like a huge university. But I haven't heard of this one. Yeah. And I'll go through, I have like five or six of these. This is like the probably the least probably known, but it makes sense why they did this. Um, they replaced the term alumni due to the Latin masculine pluralness of the word alumni, because I apparently is a masculine formality. Okay. And they changed all graduates of the school to alumnex. Oh, they made up a word. So A-L-U-M-N-X. They essentially wanted to make sure that anybody that graduated there didn't feel like they had a gender associated with their um with their degree. You know what that reminds me of? Huh. <clears throat> so, and, and I don't want to speak for all women, but I have had the opportunity to either either meet at various conferences, um, be fortunate enough to have them within my own, you know, personal network to actually work 
shoulder to shoulder with a lot of female, a lot of strong females yeah. that have graduated from four degrees. And I have heard numerous times, oh, I'm an alumni of Arizona State. I'm an alumni of University of Oklahoma. I'm an alumni of University of Alabama, whatever it is. By changing the alumnex thing, and I, I do apologize if I, if I cut you off on the wrong, Cody. But that reminds me so much of almost the laughable nature of the Cleveland Indians and the Washington Redskins changing their, their names, their professional sports teams' names, because the numerous studies that were out, it was literally the Caucasian, is the white people that were literally offended for the Indians, for the Native Americans. I sent you a, did I send you that funny meme on this? I don't know. So I sent you something funny about how you send me a lot of funny shit. I know I sent you the funny sh- the shit that I think is just absurd stuff. Like guys, there should not even be a conversation around some of this. Stuff. But, but oh, 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 I am not repeating that. So there was a, a reel on Instagram. <laughs> For the record, I did not find this funny. <laughs> yeah, and they go through all of these sports teams and they rename them, and the guys like, okay, are they naming these renaming these teams because? the group that they were named after were the losers in history. Like they were saying, oh, guys, we want to become winners because a lot of these teams, unfortunately, have been historically losers, right? They're not they're not the best teams, right? Um, let's say the Washington Redskins. Like, have they won any, you know, Super Bowls? I don't know if they're winning teams. I honestly don't even follow this stuff, guys, so right. I have no idea. But they're like, oh, maybe we should rename our team to somebody that in history has won, and they'd name, oh, let's name it over the generals. Is that what they are now? The commanders. The commanders. Commanders have won over the Redskins in history, so maybe we rename them. And he's making kind of a historically accurate claim. Like, well, in Native American history, that would be true, but when you're naming a team, that's kind of jacked up if to rename them because of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, of course he's doing it in a satirical yeah, manner. Comedy, yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking... I'm uh, hopefully this is not why these owners did this. Like maybe this is our problem. Maybe the name makes us no, lose I think more. It's cancel culture, man. And That's what it was. It probably was more so that. But he's doing it in a comedic, mon- mon- uh, way. I don't know if that's right. comedic, yeah. comedic way. Um, and of course, I sent it to Jerry. So I, was and saying, I, I think I'm making up that word. I don't know. Yeah, but anyways, it was funny, and I, hopefully, I didn't you know butcher that. But <clears throat> just kind of funny how we do rename things and. Who's actually the one complaining to Jared's point? Yeah. It's it's literally, it, I'm being offended for you. You're not offended yeah, enough. Yeah. I, I think in most cases, most of this unfortunately stupid shit well, does get changed because of, I, I bet you it's a white person well, that is upset about that. Here's what's really fucked up. And, you know, shout out to, again, you know, my buddy Sump. He often complains because, all right, guys, uh, so... Some he's a he's a very successful uh, sales professional living in L.A. Classic L.A. lifestyle. I mean, this guy eats at you know great restaurants, all that fun stuff. You know, makes a great living. I'm really proud of him. He dresses a certain way. He drives a certain car, and people will mock him for not being black enough. Yeah, I hate that shit. Oh, you're whitewashed. What the. F- what you mean you're an american like yeah do whatever you want to do you can be yeah. whoever you want like i don't like that at all oh it grinds 
so, so by him being a successful person, by taking advantage of the opportunities that were presented in front of him, he's not black enough? Are you kidding me? And, and it's funny because, you know, you say, oh, well, he goes, I'm like, dude, have you ever seen the 8 Mile with Eminem? Exact same thing happens the other direction when somebody wants to become a rapper, right? No, dude, you're white. You can't do it. Yeah. Like, guys, we don't, again, judge based on your character, right? Not on your skin, your yeah. religion, on things you're not going to change. Sorry to cut you off, but um, just one of the. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So actually, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to mention something to make you laugh a little bit. So there's a term <laughs> that is sometimes convoluted with um, what we're talking about today. So virtue signaling, <sighs> a lot of times, unfortunately, it also <laughs> gets convoluted with this term called armchair revolutionary. Oh, Jared sneezing again here. Sorry about that, guys. Armchair quarterback, armchair revolutionary. Revolutionary. <laughs> the term armchair revolutionary or armchair activists. Ooh, I like that. Are used to refer to people who claim to support a certain cause without taking any action and most likely are sitting in an armchair or couch at home while they do it. So this is somebody that is hanging out at home. Somebody that records a podcast every Tuesday. <laughs> are, are, are we armchair activists, Cody? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if we're advocating for any specific thing. I mean, you and I are never short on opinions. Yeah, but we're not. Ad- we're like, hey, go. Ahead. Well, we're just saying, hey, what we're advocating for is conversations, difficult conversations. Bingo. We're advocating for difficult conversations. Maybe me and Jared don't always have the difficult conversations, but what we do is we say, hey, there's a topic, and it's probably more complicated than net face value. You know, it's funny. Uh, real quick, <clears throat> add on here. So we did this fun little team builder is uh, as a company we. We do this fun little bike build challenge, right? Where we I love bikes. that. I did yep. it before, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So, anyways, uh, we're having lunch and we're talking to a couple of our coworkers, and we had Veterans Day off this year, and we were talking about, uh, you know, kind of our plans for the three day weekend. And I said, uh, I was asked, you know, what are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, tomorrow, uh, <laughs> gonna be kind of a fun day. Um, starting off with beers that probably like you know. Eight, nine in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, all right, Jared, you know, have fun. I was like, guys, no, 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 I'm recording a couple episodes. And a couple of my coworkers didn't know that I had this podcast. <clears throat> we have this podcast, I'm sorry. And anyways, um, like, oh, yeah, tell me about it. So I, I went on. I was like, you know, honestly, uh, my buddy and I, about a year and a half ago now, we just thought that difficult conversations weren't being had. Um the media makes us believe that either you're bleeding blue or a, you know, heartless red. And we really don't think that way. We think there's a lot of gray and it doesn't matter if it's virtue signaling a Roe v. Wade. We try to bring light to the difficulties and the decisions whenever you're trying to make policy. And so anyways, uh, I actually got five new people to commit to listening to an episode this week, uh, this past weekend. Hell yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, what episode just dropped here? I think it was, uh, oh, dude, what a great one. We dropped this week, uh, so it's good for them to listen to, honestly. It's uh, Nuclear Family, the value of the family that just dropped, right? I think that's a good one for anybody to listen to. So if you guys, you know, for sure you're listening right now, you probably already listened to that one, but if you didn't, go back. I actually listened to a bit of it this morning um, when I dropped it, and um, it just, it, it's, um, it allows you to kind of think about, you know, how valuable, at least in America, the kind of standard family is, or at least family in well, general is. I was just to say, I think 
well, yes, we shed light to the value of the nuclear family. I think yours and I's opinions at the end 100%, is going to kind of like, yeah. oh shit, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, hundred percent. Like so. I, I pff, believe me, I even when I was doing research on that one, and guys, we're talking about another episode, but um, I'm like, man, there's a lot of value to a different family structure than I'm currently in, and uh, it's weird because even in the back of my mind during that episode, that entire time, even to Jared's point, I'm thinking. Maybe I should be in a different family structure than I'm currently in, and, and that that's that's always interesting thing about. It. Yeah. Okay. Examples for. Man, uh, I'm doing a great job of cutting you off. Yeah, I know, dude. You're doing good, man. I like it. Um, examples of virtue signaling. So I went through the uh, alumni to aluminex. Yep. What do you think about this one? This one is a interesting. The, the Ukrainian flag ended up in everybody's profile photo. It's in their Instagram. It's in their Twitter, Facebook. <sighs> so this one is interesting. How much money do you think people have actually done on that one? Well, that's why I'm saying this is interesting. Because of tax dollars? I was just about to say. We as a country have sent, I believe, what, probably over $10 billion? $10 billion? No, bro. I think we're up to like 150 billion. Holy shit. 10 billion was the first little payment. And then we went to like 60 billion. I'm pretty sure we are over a hundred billion dollars. Please. How many, how many, um, impoverished areas in America would be resolved with a hundred billion dollars? I think all of them, (laughs) all of them temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. But at least from an investment standpoint, you could create a lot of small businesses, create very good employment. So so that's why that Ukraine one, I understand the original intent of the question because if you put your little your little what blue and yellow flag that's yeah. Ukraine. You put your little blue and yellow flag in your Instagram and your Twitter and your LinkedIn and I stand with Ukraine and all that shit. Look, what's happening in Ukraine is horrible. Horrible. That's my official. I, I do not mean to say in all that shit like in a demeaning way. Um, it is bad. But what do you think? Wearing that, I guess, the T-shirt analogy, right? Or putting that in your little profile picture or, you know, having a little banner. That's not, that's not really doing anything, right? No, I think the flag, I think the T-shirt stuff, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people here in... Okay, I, I guess I'm wrong on the... It's, it's 19 billion. Okay. Man, I didn't think it was off by a factor of 10. I was off by a factor of 2. Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. No. No, I've seen conflicting resources here. I'm seeing 54 billion. Holy shit. So That's all so much money. Anyways, I will put a little asterisk on this one. While I think the majority of people that put the flag in their profile picture and handles and all that shit, I think they were intending to virtue signal, but by sheer actions that were taken on behalf of their dollars, assuming that these are tax paying Americans, I will give them asterisk credit. <laughs> so you're saying that, <laughs> but here's the funny thing is, is that money actually tax money or is it debt? I don't want to talk about that. Okay. okay. Let's not get into the it's details. Still, it still hurts me to talk about the trillions of dollars okay. in debt and inflation. Uh, there's two more I wanted to go over because they're, they are, I think probably whatever money we gave Ukraine is now worth less. 
Oh, yeah. Here are two that I think are kind of crazy. So some Congress... House of Representatives and some senators, uh, they knelt, they kneeled for eight minutes uh, protesting against pro- t- uh, police brutality. Eight minutes and 43 seconds, if I remember right. Eight minutes and 40, yeah. Um, while wearing, what kind, What are the scarves called? Do you have the right It's term? not a dashiki, is it? No, it's, it's something with a K. Kashiki? I thought it was a dashiki, but. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they had these, um, what I would say, traditional African garb or African scarf uh, from Ghana, I believe. Uh, and so they, they, they essentially wore these scarves and kneeled. Was, was George Floyd even from Ghana? Um, no. No. He was <laughs> he's born in America. America. Yeah, he's from America. Yep, yeah. so. I think Texas, actually. So they knelt for eight minutes. Um these Congress women, men, and senators, centered women. I feel like that is virtue signaling. Um, that they care about this issue and they wanted to make kind of a I don't know, what would you call that? A disingenuous gesture. A gesture. They want to make a gesture that Disin- they care. I, no, don't just say a gesture. A very disingenuous gesture. I Honestly, the whole thing, the special, the, the only thing I'm really upset about is, oh, sorry, Kente scarves, K-E-N-T-E. I think I'm saying that right. Kente scarves uh, from Ghana. Apparently, there's a lot of people in Ghana that are actually upset about that. Good. Because those scarves are a, a apparently, they're kind of like a, uh, not a religious item, but they're a item of showing royalty almost because they're very expensive to make so it shows kind of like a royalty or a bloodline like hey you've contributed a certain amount to our society you you are able to wear this and so when they wore those it was almost like hey we're just kind of showing that we're for this culture or whatever meanwhile we don't really have a problem right now in america of you know affecting ghana it's not really a Ghana, like Kente, it would be, it would make sense if we were affecting Ghana. We're affecting black African-Americans in America with police brutality. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, it's not very relative. And I think in most cases, it's almost like a show. W- what do you think about that? No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Okay. No, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, like we just, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're right, but George Floyd was an American. Oh, no, 100%. He was born in America. Like, why are we trying to make this a bigger... What happened to George Floyd was horrible. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Inexcusable Chauvin, I believe was his last... Officer Chauvin? Yeah. Horrible guy. Yep. Horrible guy. Like, a murderer, actually. Let's not call it a guy. Let's let's call it the accurate title, a murderer. But I'm sorry. You kneeling? What the fuck are you doing? What what has actually been done? You are the lawmakers of the world. Shout out to an earlier episode as far as, you know, which party. Or I'm, not, I'm sorry, which party? Which branch? Lawmakers of the world or the, the free world. What have you done? Yeah, what kind of money have you maybe shifted towards police training? Uh, police, maybe you just raise the wages and get a better personnel. 
right? There's a lot that you can do. Um, hell, we just said that we are spending, again, the numbers are a, a little fuzzy, unfortunately, but let, let's just say it's a billion plus dollars between $19 billion and $54 billion to Ukraine. How much of that could have just been sent to local police jurisdictions and said, hey, guys, you're now going to pay police officers more so you can get higher, better talent, or you're going to require additional training every single month, every single week, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. so that these instances don't occur anymore. Mm -hmm. The money seems to be there, but the actions don't seem to represent what the virtual signaling (laughs) is stating. Are you kind of seeing the same thing? No, honestly, um, just a curiosity, are you going to be shedding light on the Brittany Griner virtual signaling? Not yet. Okay. That one's a good one. I, I think that's the worst one. Not a good one. I uh, think, I think the, the next one might be the worst one. Because we've talked about government stuff. LeBron James. You talking about that one? No, the next one is... I think that's probably the Okay, dude, one. you got a couple, so I... I'm, I want to go through one more, and then I want to hear your your couple because apparently you got some good ones. Um, I wanted to go over. Um, <laughs> kind of an interesting one. Man, if it's getting Cody second guessing his words, I'm curious what you're about to drop on me. I know. I usually if you built this up, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> it so, better be juicy. So there's thousands of brands across America. That changed their logo. And why are you just saying America? We're going to get to that. Okay. Just make it true. Thousands of brands. Nike, Microsoft, Apple, Coca-Cola. Intel, Northrop Grumman. Exactly. Yep. Thousands of brands. These are multi-billion dollar Fortune 500 companies, all the way down to 10 employee companies some of the times. And they will change their logo for one month a year. Which, just so you know, some of these companies have not changed their logo for 100 years. Because there is so much value in that logo. There's a trademark on there with so much value. They change their logo because they deem it so valuable. Valuable. I'm repeating that because it's interesting, right? To a rainbow. They, they do multiple colors, right? Purple, blue, green, yellow, orange, red, pink. Well, also, <clears throat> black, brown, and white were added to the colors of the rainbow this year. Yeah, a couple of more colors, right? So they changed their, their logo during Pride Month, stating that they are in um, cooperation, they solidarity. are solidarity, whatever the word is, uh, with uh, Pride Month, which is pretty pretty. Great, right? I, I, I like, hey, you know what? If you're for a cause, great. Unless it's virtue signaling. Virtue signaling seems to have, unfortunately, some... Are you doing this to increase your sales for a certain month? In a specific country? Or do you actually believe it? And that's what we talked about virtue. Virtue is something that you believe in. And, and Jared, maybe you want to elaborate on this, but what you'll notice is that logo doesn't change... In a lot of other countries. That's where my problem is. So a lot of these companies that Cody was just listing off, you know, the, the Intels, the, the Nikes, the Mercedes, they have no problem 
changing in these great 50 states to where we can say, do, act however the hell we want. First Amendment. Beautiful freedom. Love that we have it. Love that we're able to have this podcast and say some pretty controversial stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is the anger that I have, the disingenuous nature of some of these lack of action actions. Oh, oh. so do you care? Or are you just trying to appeal to the poor bastard to sell another Mercedes Nike t-shirt? Right. Yeah, because unfortunately, guys, I think a lot of people don't realize this. We are an anomaly in the entire world. China, one of the biggest populations in the entire world. Guess what? Certain scenes in Disney movies are not allowed. Specifically scenes that have to do with gay relationships, lesbian relationships, not allowed. Disney edits their movies specifically to distribute in China. However... They will change their logo. Disney is a social justice warrior. In logo changing. You have well, with a lot of things, but Nike yeah. and Adidas. Sorry, Adidas is German-based, but a lot of American companies sell things into but, but the Middle East. change their logo in America. They'll change their logo here, and then when they go sell their products in the Middle East, where gay marriage and, um, honestly... <laughs> death penalty for certain gay actions are punished by death penalty. Guess what? The logo is not changed there. So is this, is this virtue signaling to gain sales in America? Are corporations changing it, their logo to say, Hey, we care about this, but do they really, or do they really just want to gain sales? Do they no. just want to say, hey, you know what? We care about this because it's not going to affect our bottom line here no. in America. No, I think it's 100 It might actually gain, gain us sales. And then guess what? In the other country, we're not going to change it because we don't want to ruin our sales. Right? No, I, th I think it's no different than... I, I think this is actually very similar to my problem with like LeBron James. It's <clears throat> too facious. Too face. Yeah. But but I think it's I think it's apples to apples honestly. What does LeBron James do? So exactly? LeBron James is the ultimate social justice warrior, right? And what is a social? Is is that have anything to do with virtual? I'm um, kind of yeah. So so he knees for the national anthem. He stands up about you know the BLM movement. He de he deals with the police brutality. But then whenever it's the international stage, he shuts the fuck up because anytime and every time you've ever seen a picture of LeBron, it's with a Nike swoosh. So because there's such a big China basketball following internationally, oh, LeBron China, big buyer. shuts the fuck up. And, but he has no problem speaking out very critically across President Trump, you know, calling him a racist and all that stuff and former President Trump. Or, you know, like I said, taking his knee and, you know, raising his fist in the air. It's like, oh, but that's, that's weird. Whenever you're talking to your China clientele, Pretty tame, pretty neutral. It's the almighty dollar. And then the infamous, you know, every other day, I feel like it's in the headlines, the free Brittany Griner. Up to and including, we've already talked about this in a previous episode, you know, hell, doing a prisoner swap. Need I remind us, she pled guilty to the crime that she would have been incarcerated here in America for possession of people are literally weed. behind bars tonight they're yeah. going to sleep 
because of the crime that she pled guilty to. But yet we are saying free BG. I stand with BG. President Biden is literally on calls, multiple calls with Russian leadership to do a prisoner swap, pleading, begging. That's that's pretty excessive right there on virtual signaling. If, if you, everybody knows somebody in high school or college that had weed on them. Every single person. Every single person. Okay. That person is arrested. One of the people in your high school or college was arrested and they went to jail. They went to jail for one year, two years, five years, whatever it may be. Cool. I don't hear anybody shouting from the rooftops about that. Nope. Okay. Well, if you're not shutting from rooftops for those people and you're doing it for one individual, that's for that's virtue signaling, 100%. Yes. Right? You're, you're essentially stating, oh, I want to free this person for a certain reason, but I'm not actually trying to create change in my own country or my own state or whatever it may be. That's, that's actually a good one right there. We did Brittany Griner. Here's one one thing I want to bring up before we uh, kind of close up here with some kind of answers to this stuff, because I'm going to take some stuff from history here and see if maybe this is this helps us out. Um, so, Mr. Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, oh, honest Abe, honest Abe, sixteenth <clears throat> president, I believe. <clears throat> when he was getting reelected for his second term, this is pretty much at the close of the Civil War. We are about to win. He gets elected. We're going to win a couple months later. We were about to win. I mean. What? It's just kind of funny because oh. it was led against each other. So you could say we for literally. I know, right? It's weird, right? To <laughs> yeah. say that. Yeah. We were about to lose. We were about to win. Uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> so Lincoln in his second inauguration address, I believe it was called. Unfortunately, Lincoln had a very long time of kind of going on and on. But in his inaugural address, he called on all Americans to take up the very difficult task to reuniting their Rivian society with what he stated in quotes here, with malice toward none, with charity to all. I don't know if you heard that, Jared, but with malice toward none, with charity to all. It's an interesting quote, right? With the end of the war, charity meant caring for widows and orphans because you can imagine during the war, unfortunately, many men were lost. So there were a lot of widows and a lot of orphans that lost their father, their mother, both their parents. Brother, cousin, yeah. Exactly. The disabled veteran that comes, comes back from a war, the worker whose business was destroyed, their building was maybe burnt down. Charity was for all. And in a democracy, that means adopting the posture that, like me, Lincoln said, my opponent is a person of goodwill and worthy of my benefit of the doubt. And by extending the charity to all, charity reinforces democratic equality. All citizens should be both giving and expect to receive this benefit. So I read this, and there's just so much intelligence in this quote from you know Lincoln he was beyond his time you could even say he saw this while he had a nation ripped from him right if you can imagine during the civil war right half of the united states decided to go against him probably the 
largest challenge that any of our presidents have ever had to deal with. And he said, nope, we are not going to treat them any differently. We're going to be charitable to these individuals more so than we would have in normal times. Provide them with the same goodwill that you would to your brother, your sister, and all of them. Because remember, the person that is doing the action or stating something, they were doing it from a point of what they believe to be correct. And even though they may have been wrong in what we generally believe to be wrong, they believed it to be correct at that point in time. So I I look at that and that just makes me feel, it, it makes me emotional, honestly, that somebody could have stated that. How does it make you feel, Jared? You know, I think you were spot on with having, having being so wise. I, I mean, I think Abraham Lincoln, I, I don't know if he's overlooked, but I think he's undervalued. Because, well, yes, he's a household name, you know, the whole honest Abe, even I made kind of a, a small remark about that. People don't understand. You know, I would say probably what? Lincoln, FDR was the president during Pearl Harbor, right? Uh-huh. And Bush. You know, the the two attacks on American soil and, and, of course, you know, the Civil War with Lincoln. I would say those are probably the three hardest presidencies. Anytime American soil is touched, which is rare compared to other countries, if you think oh, about it. Oh, it's incredibly rare. I, I, I think only FDR and... And Bush having to deal with it. Well, the major ones. We get Thomas Madison also at War of eighteen twelve, George Washington during the Revolutionary War. Right? Those oh, those are yeah, of course right, the Revolutionary. Right? Yeah. So you you do have several presidents that dealt. Um, you have the Mexican American War. Uh, I think that's Andrew Jackson. You do have a lot. Um, I, I would say let's oh, say less I than ten. Few, yeah. Right? Okay. Um, but let's say the big ones in name. Yeah. To do you know how hard. It would be to be Lincoln and and to have that that sense of togetherness, that, that sense of desire to bring togetherness. Right. So challenging. Dude, I don't know. I, I like I said, I think I think oftentimes Lincoln is, is undervalued. I I think he it's weird, you know, everyone always says Washington and Lincoln. Those are the two. And I would say that's undeniably correct, right? You got to remember, we would not have a country without Washington. I don't know if we'd have the present day presidency without Washington. Whenever he forgave, or not forgave, whenever he foregone, forewent, I don't know. Uh Whenever he didn't want to have more than two terms. 100%. Do you know how hard that'd be? Guy, woman, whatever. You have... It all. And, and like, also... And you're like, nope, for the success only- <laughs> of my country going forward, I will not lead you. He's also the only president that 100% unanimously was elected. Think about that. The person that was by the unanimous public said, yes, we were going to elect you. You say, you know what? After eight years, he could do that for the rest of his life. Literally. Because... Oh, yeah. I will be the only one because this is hard. After this... How easy would that have been? After 100%. me, after me, you only get two terms. 100%. He also, we're hopefully we're not going to le- a history lesson here, but he also just showed leadership qualities in a timonious time. In a time where we were not a country, right? 
But then you have Lincoln. In a time where he was just figuring shit out as days go went by. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you would think, oh, he, he was, you know, very <laughs> wise. Dude, this guy was middle age. He, he was, figured, he was... Our age. Well, I'll say plus our plus, age. Plus a little. Like, he was figuring stuff out. And Without doing, Google. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? Fantastic. Then you have Lincoln. The entire country rips apart. He comes in, and he's like, holy shit. No normal man or woman could deal with that situation. The the people that believe that they are stressed beyond belief today, the people that are anxious about their children, the people that are anxious about their job, would have no idea to think, holy shit, I just took the reins of this thing, this experiment of democracy, this experiment of a republic, and it's going to fall apart within a year of me getting elected? Is this all my fault? And he figured out how to fix it all. That and then and then he says something like this, where he goes out there and tells everybody, "Hey guys, if we hold this against each other, we will be in the same situation in five years and ten years after I'm dead. We'll be doing the same exact thing." And I think that's something that virtue signaling. I'm not trying to say this is 100 percent relative, but I read that quote and it makes me think. You know what? How many people are out there that want to do good? Just take the action of doing good. You don't need to tell people. You don't need to expose it on social media. I think that's the moral of maybe hopefully this podcast. I don't know if you want to say that as well, but I think the moral of what I would say is go out, do good, do good. Don't say good. There's a big difference. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and damn it, I wish I could attribute it to someone because I don't know who said it, but I, I've loved this. I heard it my freshman year in college. When it's all said and done, always is more said than done. When it's all said and done, always is more said than done. And that's exactly what Cody just said, guys. Do good. Don't post the black square. Fucking volunteer. Don't wear the BLM shirt. Actually help help the movement. Help help, you know, some some form of of, of revolution, of equality, et cetera, right? Wh- whatever you believe in, just don't become some angry person screaming at a cop. Actually, give diligent, relentless effort towards your passion. If you have passion, great. You can't buy that. But just be who you are, no matter who you're in front. It doesn't matter if you're in front of your, your, your China populace and sales potential, or you're in front of your Texas sales potential. Be who you are. Stand up for what you believe in. Accept the criticism appropriately because you can't make everyone happy. Don't try. But be genuine with your actions. The, the, the problem that I have with virtue signaling is oftentimes it's disingenuous caring. Shit or get off the pot, care or don't, but just... Be who you are, no matter if you're in front of me and Cody or if you're in front of, you know, your, your spouse, right? And I understand you have, to, you have to tame it left, you have to tame it right. I understand, like, I'm not saying just go on a, a freaking, you know, war path or whatever to make sure that everyone knows your positions because there's a time and a place, right? But 
damn it, if you're going to have the balls to, to post or to condemn someone who didn't post on, on a social media, didn't put a certain flag, didn't wear a certain t-shirt, didn't, didn't, you know, hashtag a certain movement, fuck you, first of all, because you have no idea what they're doing. And second of all, what are you doing after the hashtag? After those 160 characters rolled up? What are you doing the next day after you send a post? What are you doing after? Are you having a conversation with your close friends? Are you getting better? Are you actually volunteering your time, energy, effort, money, etc.? Mr. Lou Holtz. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah, of course. Lou Holtz, a uh, Notre Dame coach. <laughs> I knew you would know this because he's a football player, coach, and analyst. Uh, looks like he played for, or he coached the New York Jets, uh, North Carolina, State University, a couple other folks. But I thought was, Lou Holtz was at Notre Dame. I, dude, he's got a long list of, he's like 85. He's got a long Oh, list. yeah, yeah. He, he's older than God. But he's literally older than the World War II. So he's the guy that came out with that term, just so you know. When, it's all, said, when it's all said and done, always is more than said than done. Yeah. Which I, I would love to end on that because I think that is a fantastic in, ending to that when it's all said. And done. And done. Always is more than said than done. Yeah. And I think we started with that exact same thing. We said, hey, you know what? If you're going to do good, do, do good. good. Don't talk good. Don't do s- good. Talk good. Don't say good. Just do it. Just do it. And guess what? I bet you anything. Sh- shout out Nike. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Go out and just do it. Cool, man. Uh, anything else you want to say? No, man. Um, guys, <laughs> ironically enough, Cody and I, while we're very opinionated about a multitude of things, I, dude, I think this is like, what, our 70th plus episode-ish? Plus yeah. Minus. No, no, 100%. Yeah, 70. Um, so we've got through 420 beers now. We've got 420 left in us, I know, minimum. 420? Does that mean we have to smoke weed next? Yes, we're actually moving to six, <laughs> six joint discussions. Six joint discussions. Is no, that legal here in Arizona? It is, yeah. Holy shit. Six joint discussions now. Holy shit. Or six gummy would discussions. Say, would you think the six joints would be crazy? Cause again, guys, I have no idea. Would six joints be crazier than six beers? On our 100th episode, we're going to do six joint discussions. <laughs> That's only like in 30 weeks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyways, guess I'm kidding. Um, maybe. We'll see. Tune in. But uh, yeah, we actually are running out of topics. Yeah, send us. We need topics. Instagram, text, email, whatever you got. Smoke whatever, screen, whatever you need. Whatever. Send it anonymously. I don't care. If there's something that you think we've danced around, because damn it, I think we both are well informed in the news, day in and day out, sports, social news whatever it is i feel like we talk about a lot of controversial shit but we are running out of topics in all seriousness we need so, some so we need some politicians to really screw some stuff up we need some elections to go off why i don't know but yeah later guys <laughs> thanks <laughs>